At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Welcome, everyone, to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trainer. Big episode. Today, we've got Tony Romo. Been trying to get Tony for a while. And uh, he is on the SI Media Podcast this week, followed by a big Train of Thoughts segment where uh, Sal Akata, who's my weekly partner on Train of Thoughts, we uh, give you some NFL predictions, picks, and we uh, read the latest Apple reviews. If you leave a review on Apple, I will read it on the pod. So do that and also subscribe to the SI Media Podcast and check out past episodes in the archive. Last week, Ben Strauss from the Washington Post was on to break down the whole Bishop Sycamore story that was pretty crazy. Two weeks ago, Nate Barlison and James Andrew Miller. Joe Buck three weeks ago. Roman Reigns, Chris Dog Russo, Ian Eagle, all recent guests on the SI Media Podcast. So you can go into the archives and give them a listen, subscribe. And like I said, leave a review on Apple and I will read it next week. All right, Tony Romo followed by Train of Thoughts right here on the SI Media Podcast. All right, joining me now, I don't even think I need to like do the introduction and go through all the, all the, um, you know, praise because he's the top analyst in the NFL right now with Jim Nance on CBS. And he's also, uh, a Corona hotline operator, which we have to discuss. Tony Aromo is on the SI media podcast. Tony, how's it going? Doing good, Jimmy. Thanks for having me. I tell you, I've been wanting to do this for about five years. You've always been just ducking me. So thanks for having me on. That's, uh, I'm not going to comment because I don't want to get anyone mad, but it's it's been a long time coming. So thank you for finally doing this. Um, let me start with the most important question first. Okay. You did your first game for CBS. You went right from the field to the booth. Cowboys quarterback right into the booth. Number one team, CBS, Jim Nance, on September 10th, 2017. The game was a one o'clock game between the Raiders and Titans. At 1.09 p.m., I tweeted, ridiculously early observation, Tony Romo calling Raiders Titans is pretty good. Cut to like four years later and you sign like a $80 billion contract for CBS. Do I deserve a cut? 
<laughs> well, I think that there's no question I wouldn't have been re-signed if your comments hadn't been all over CBS's radar. So whatever you've been doing, Jimmy, has helped tremendously. And I want to say on air, I'll tell you this. I've heard about it. I've had people send it to me and everything, but you've had my back. And I thank you for, um, you know, liking some part of whatever it is that I <laughs> So. I actually respect you're smart and on top of it, somehow you like me. So I like you more, even more. Well, I, the biggest thing I like is that you're unique. You came in with some great energy. I think I also tweeted at one time that you were a combination of football savant and drunk guy at the bar. And it was great to listen to, but let, let me ask you this though, in all seriousness, when did you know during your career, at what point did you know, or was it after you retired? When did you know you wanted to go into the booth? Two parts. When did you know you wanted to do it? And when did you know or think I'll be good at it? Um, I, I would say that I didn't know I really wanted to do it, or it wasn't even something that was a part of it when I was playing, right? It was like, you know, every once in a while, I'd see like John Madden, Al Michaels, Jim Nance, you know, Phil Sims, Troy and Joe, they would come in and they would interview us. And I never thought about being in that position at the time, but really when my back, when I had to have back surgery, um, that was probably the first time it was like, well, like I may not be able to play until I'm a hundred years old. Right. And it's like, cause that was a game changer as far as like my ability to, do the daily routine of what I wanted to do. And I think, uh, you know, Jim Nance was a great friend back then. He was always like, he was just great. Right. He wasn't like saying like, come and do this thing, but he was always like talking about just their job and everything. And I just connected with him um, as a friendship and really enjoyed like I did with Al and other people, but Jim, you know, was always just, Hey, if you want to have dinner, you know, and everything, and they tell me stories about what they do and everything. So you started to get a liking for it. And then finally, uh, going into that last year, it became really apparent um, when I got hurt. That was probably the first time where it was like, okay, this is a real possibility if I decide to retire. Because that was the first time I was thinking about it. And then from there, it took off. And the second part of your question, I would say, uh, when did I think I realized I was good? It's like, well, I'm still trying to determine that. So hopefully... I can get to where I actually feel like I, um, I mean, I understand that people, you know, some people like what you're doing and that's a huge, makes you feel really good inside. I do feel like honored that sometimes people come up and tell you that you've done a good job. Uh, I also tell you that I cringe when I watch myself, you know what I mean? It's so hard to watch yourself go out there and talk. What, what is your big, biggest criticism of yourself? My biggest criticism of myself, probably just myself in general. Um, just the person. <laughs> my, wife, my wife has a list. She's running it over right now. Here's the criticisms. Here they are. Go ahead and just uh, tell them each one. Now, I think uh, there's nothing specific, right? I think the biggest thing I would say is just I like learning. I like trying to improve. And I like trying to figure out how to be really good at something. Whatever I decide to put my effort and time into, I want to be great at that. And uh, In this specific field, I spent so much time, Jimmy, before I ever, that day you talked about at one o'clock, I did so many practice games on my own. And that was the thing. I give CBS credit 
we put together a plan as we're going through because usually you get hired and you do like one thing and they see you and then you're out there and it's like, go ahead. And we had this almost boot camp training camp deal. And I was like, I don't, I'm not going out there randomly, like guessing, like I want to feel how this is going to go a thousand reps kind of thing. Right. But you can't do that because it's like, you need a live game. You need everything. And I'll give CBS credit, you know, Sean and David, you know, got together and they came up with a plan where Jim Nance, Jim Rickoff came down and we did all these practice games. And it was, I mean, I sounded like Ferris Bueller's day off, right? The teacher Bueller, Bueller. I mean, I watched myself. It was so boring, Jimmy. You'd have been like, this guy needs to stop doing this right now. So that was the start of me listening to myself. That was my biggest weakness. So, so what made it change though? How did you go from Bueller to, to the Tony Romo we know now who has a lot of energy doing the games? I think it was just trial and error and just trying to gain an understanding of what I would want to hear. So when I listened to it, I was like, oh my gosh, I am the worst announcer ever. I am so boring. I literally don't even, I can't even, like I cringe already listening to yourself, but then it was like, oh, disgusting. And then I started to just say, okay, do what I would do in anything else. Let's mimic, right? So it's like trying to throw a football when you're young. You try and copy John Elway, Joe Montana, Brett Favre, Dan Marino, Troy Aikman, you know, Steve Young, whoever. You go through the whole process and you try and mimic them and you find something that works. So I would try. I tried being John Gruden, John Madden. I tried being Phil Sims. I tried being Troy Aikman, Chris Collinsworth. And I went through the whole gambit. And what I found was one day, like 50 times in doing games, it clicked for me and not to say that everyone loves it, but I found that my voice or the sound and the way that I was saying it, I actually was like, Oh, that was okay. You know? And that's a big deal for me to say that. Yeah. And that was when I was like, you know what it was your message you talked about earlier, <laughs> the drunk guy at the bar meets, what was the other one? Meets uh, uh, football savant. Yeah. So what it was, was I am at dinner with my family and friends and everyone has their phones out and they're just reading their website. And I'm going to tell a story. How do I keep their attention? And very quickly I found there's a certain tone. There's a certain uh, emphatic nature to it. And there's a certain like, look them in the face, tap them on the shoulder, hit them a little bit, move them around a bit. Did you see this? Did you see what happened here? I mean, just that's, I got to keep your attention. So the only way to do it was like, this is what I do at dinner. And it's like, I, I'm going to tell a story and make it good. And so I was like, I just feel like I'm at dinner, you know, and uh, trying to tell a story and keep your attention. I, I love how, when I said, what's your criticism? And you said everything. And I mean, you're on this podcast because of Corona, as anyone watching on YouTube can see Tony's and you're supposed to be doing real motivation yeah. And and motivating people, so you know, might have to call the hotline yourself and give yourself a pep talk on. Yeah, that. you're right. Well, you don't realize this. This is actually ties in line with that hotline. Actually, the this year, you know, I signed back with Corona and you know, teaming up with them, and it's real motivation, which is basically targeting football fans. You know, this year, and it's really about embracing the ups and downs of the season. So it's like I'm trying to tell you to keep an optimistic point of view, right? It's football, so it's like. I love that football brings out emotions in people. You are really happy after your team wins for that day, even the next day, maybe even a week for a lot of people, but you are really not happy. You're upset. Sometimes you're in a bad mood if your team loses and you know, 
this whole remote motivation thing they came up with was great because it's like they're like let's have the three c's tony couches coolers and corona and just know through the ups and downs just embrace that and have a good time on the beach and i'm like it's actually a good point you know you're gonna win some you're gonna lose some but enjoy your time it's a great thing to feel winning and losing either way so the, the you mentioned the ups and downs of the nfl season and now we get 17 games how do you feel about the extra game I mean, it's an extra game. What do you mean? How do I uh, in terms of, well, I, I'm talking about players. Is it, You know, the players are getting an extra game. A lot of people thought when they added the extra game, they might add a second bye week. Doesn't look like they've done that, obviously. In terms of players, the physicalness, even mentally at getting an extra game. I mean, players seem like they're so worn out by the end of the season. What does this do now? Well, I mean, it's the same thing. I always related to, well, what was the difference from 14 to 16, right? Because you remember they did that, and that was better. It's, it's always perfect. Whatever it is, it's always perfect, right? But the reality is it's going to make more money for the for everybody. It just is. It just That's how I think about it in some ways. It's, you know, obviously the players are putting their bodies on the line, but I haven't looked at the data on it. I will, you know, this week as we're going through it because that discussion is going to come up. So you did a good job of making me realize now I got to go look up a little bit more detail on this. But um, I think that more football has got to be a good thing in some ways for viewers and fans, right? It's always about the player safety though. And I think the NFL has done a good job of trying to protect player safety. It's only getting better every year, every five years, 10 years. So I got to imagine they do still try to make sure that's going to happen and we'll see how it plays out. But, you know, I'm a fan of more football like anybody else. Yeah. I mean, it's about money and then player safety, but you can't say that. I can say that. Um, yeah. Um, a couple of broadcasting things. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Corona. Um, I'm just curious because now you've done it for four years. And obviously when you first started, the predictions were a big thing with you. I loved it. I was, and I was shocked that some people didn't like it. Some people are like, it's like a spoiler. This isn't a movie. How is it? You know, it still has to happen for Tony to be right. And obviously what you did in that, that Patriots chief game was completely wild. Um, but you've toned the predictions down. I'm not going to ask you about that. Cause I'm not going to ask you to throw CBS under the bus and who asked you to do that. But I'm just curious, what is your, in terms of like listening to outside advice from people, do you, Take outside advice. Do you think like, listen, I've got this. I've been doing this now for four years. I know what I'm doing. Or do you try to listen to say maybe what some people considered experts or higher ups or executives tell you? Uh, that's a good question. I think the biggest thing for me is I don't think like, I, I don't want to say I, I have a perfectionist, uh, you know, mentality, make, but like, I do think that, I really like, I can't like fail. It would like destroy me to fail. So it's like, if I was failing, I will like not sleep or, you know, I can't breathe until I like get this solved in some ways, because it's just something that, you know, the Lord just instilled in you, whether it's good or bad, there's plenty of both sides of that. Right. But uh, I really do want to succeed and, and do well if there's something that I'm passionate about. And obviously I'm very passionate about this. And, um, as far as listening to other people, and I mean, I just want to be better. I want to learn. I want to always improve. Uh, the biggest thing I told 
you know, Jim Rickoff, our producer, you know, in the beginning was like, I just don't want to feel like I the same. It's like, it's hard, right? Because it's like, you have this, you're doing decent. It's like, Jimmy, you do a great job. You could ask these questions in your sleep. You could literally wake up and do this without combing your hair. Although you obviously did today, which was a very positive. That's a good thing. But you also, it's like something deep down inside you is like, I do want to be better tomorrow than I was today. And so I actually welcome, you know, anything on that lines as far as improving. I mean, you know, one of the things is uh, that I'm not going to tell you, I almost did, but some stuff coming into this year, I'm looking forward to the challenge of certain things I might try and stuff. And so we'll see how that plays out. But I do feel like that's what makes it enjoyable that you are always trying to be a better version of yourself. And I think that anything that someone says or does, it's like, I know kind of what's fluff now. And I know that what's not. And I think the people that are associated with you, your team at CBS and the executives and everyone, I think they have my best interests at heart. And I think that we are like a family and I do trust their instincts when they say certain things. And I love feedback and I think it's a good thing. And uh, I, I think they respect, you know, my ability as well and how I can process information and do things hopefully that are decent. Uh, is I, you, you can't tell me what you're going to do this year. I just want to double check. No, no, no we, got, we, we got something different coming from Tony Romo. You'll be able to tell me. Okay, good. Um, is it important to you at all to be thought of as better than Aikman and Collinsworth or you don't, you do your own thing and it's, you don't consider it a competition or do you, do you compare yourself to the other top analysts? You know, it's different than football. When I, when you're in football, it was definitely like you were comparing. And even when I was younger, it was like, I, I need this guy to lose. So that way I'm winning almost in some ways. Right. And it was, there was that all the time. And, you know, that's like a young version of yourself. I feel like now it's like, this is more of a unique club. You know, it's just, there's just not that many people who do it. And so it feels more like you're in like a, you know, like a club, like I said with them. And so I actually root for them. I mean, I've studied them. They're so well-crafted. They're, you know, all the guys on the first teams and really a lot of the, even the second and third teams, these other guys are have a lot of ability, you know, at the networks. And I feel like it's, I enjoy watching them. They work really hard and they are really good at their job. And I do think that uh, for me, you know, as you get older as a quarterback, you started to be like, I like this other quarterback, right? Now he's not in my division or whatever and something like that, but it's like you kind of root for other guys and stuff because the kid does it the right way. He might ask you a question, right? Or something. And you're like, ah, oh, this kid's trying to learn. I like that. And for me, that's the same way in our, we have our own fraternity kind of thing. And, it's a special one. It's unique. And I feel like I want them to succeed and I root for them. And anybody who's doing a good job is a good thing for all of us. And, you know, I feel like uh, I'm a part of that group and hopefully they feel the same way. Two, two quick broadcasting questions. Then we'll get to Corona. Um, I'm just curious, you know, all the report, all the reports were that the contract you did sign with CBS was a 10 year deal. Is this something, you know, Madden did this forever and became part of Americana. Is that a goal for you? Is this something you, you could see yourself doing 30 years from now? Is it, do you have a, you know, an end game? Is it something you've thought out? What's like, how long you want to go with it? You know, that's a, that might be the best question. The funny part is I sometimes try and think about that. And then I'm like, I don't even know. Like there's no way to like actually describe or answer that question because I do know this, 
I'm going to do this for a really long time. Um, I love it. I'm passionate about it. I really enjoy the game of football. I think it's as good a sport as there is when it comes to an X's nose. I think that coaches, quarterbacks, people who have a mind for the game give their team such an advantage schematically that uh, the game is always about the players. It's always about matchups. It's always about figuring out a way to do that. Well, the people who have a, a mind and a brain to take advantage of that and who can do it, you know, better. I think it's just so much fun because they literally are irreplaceable in a league that's built for parity and everything to be even. There's only so many ways to get advantages, you know, get a top five quarterback. There's one of your advantages. Well, get a top five schemed coordinator, get a top five head coach. There's another advantage. There's two or three others that I won't bore you with, but that's what I really think. And I think that this is one of the sports where coaching matters so much scheme matters so much. And I really love seeing how people, you know, do that. And it's fun to watch it play out right in front of you. Um, last thing, and then I'll, I'll, we'll talk about Corona. At bed three, six, five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Bill Parcells recently had a birthday. You obviously played for Bill. Bill has, I've said this on Twitter a million times, my all-time favorite sports quote. When he was the coach of the Patriots before game, he's walking down the field with the team doctor, and they're talking about the kicker. And the the kicker, I guess, was injured at the time. And the doctor says to Bill, he'll be all right. Um, He should be able to play. And Bill says, Doc, I don't need him to play. I just need him to kick. 
<laughs> do you have a do you have a favorite Parcells quote over the years or something you could give me on Bill? Oh my gosh, I got ten thousand. Bill's one of my favorite people of all time. The biggest thing with Bill for people to understand is I took a leg to him. Now he was on my can I say a, a word here? Yes, yeah. S. You could say yes. My kids, we don't even use butt. We use butt. I'm always like, hey. And my wife's like, don't say butt, say butt. So I'm like, okay. But anyway, he was always on my butt. And yeah. uh, Bill would be on me, but I loved him because he is so competitive more than anything else. He just wants people around him who are competitive that care. And it's like, who are going to like rise up when you push them, right? It's like guys who are literally going to be like, I said before, it's like, they're not going to breathe if they're not succeeding kind of thing. He just wants people to mm -hmm. like compete with all of themselves. And one of the things about Bill one time, right? So I, I was uh, in the training room for like the first time. Like I never even like stepped foot in there for the first four years. And by the end of it, I was in there with my back 24 seven. I feel like it last year too. But early on with Bill, I was in there and there was something on my hand. I had like a uh, jammed finger or something. So it was hard to throw, you know, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. He comes over and he's sitting there and he's like, you know, how bad is it or whatever. And so you're always trying to build it up. Like it's so terrible, but I'm going to fight through it coach for you and blah, blah, blah. And everything like that. Now he's seen 10,000 of these, but he's like, so how is it? And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's fine. I'll be good. No problem. Tough it up. Be all right. He goes, oh, all right, good. And he goes, and he's like, uh, hey, do you know what uh, what time of the year this is? And I'm like, time of the year? It's like, you know, September or something like that. I'm like, no, September. He goes, no. What season is it? And I'm like, it's, it's fall. He goes, ah, it's fall. Okay. He goes, it's fall. Okay. Well, what, what sport do we play, Tony? And I'm like, football? Is this a joke? I mean, like, what is he doing? It's getting weird. Like football, and he goes, yeah. So it's it's football season. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, you want to know what I found a long time ago? And I was like, what? And he goes, football players usually play football during football season. So let me know if you want to play football during football season, Mister Football Player. And I was like, okay. He goes, I'll see you at practice in ten minutes. Get out there. And I was like, I guess I'm playing football. Today. That sounds like Bill Parcells. All right, let's get to Corona. We talked about a little bit earlier, but this is your third year in a row as the Corona Operator Hotline. Now, can people, random people just call you and talk to you? Well, give me a little uh, breakdown of the hotline here. This one's a little different than the hotline, actually. That was okay. uh, game day beach. You know, I'm still an ambassador yeah. there for that, obviously. You can always call and check. This, this is real motivation. Yeah, this is real motivation. I told you a little bit earlier, but this one's yeah. more about, you know, Couches, coolers, Corona, making sure that you embrace your season, enjoy your team, winning or losing. Right. Grab a Corona, enjoy it. But real motivation, I'm here to just keep you at a nice pace. You know, I'm motivating you to say, hey, through the ups and downs, just enjoy yourself. It's a good season. It's nice to feel. Honestly, Jimmy, it's cool just to have emotions about something in life. I really think it's a gift when you can actually feel great or bad. You know, it's like people don't realize I'm like, that's such a good thing that you care about something that much that it can emotionally affect you like that. And that's why we're motivating you to grab a Corona and hang out to Jimmy. I like that you're drinking the Corona while we're doing the podcast. I like the relaxed, you know, the relaxed vibe there. Oh, did, you, did you put the did you put the lime in it? You got to put the lime in the Corona. 
since I since I said that you were a combination of football savant and drunk guy at the bar, what obviously everyone should drink responsibly. That's the single most important thing. But if you ever want to, like, you know, have a little extra fun, what is like drunk Tony Romo like? If because what we see on the air is unbelievable. What could drunk Tony to- Romo be like? Well, it depends on who you're asking, Jimmy. There's my wife. What would your wife say? Oh, he's a blast. Totally. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm pretty much the same. I'm kind of like just, <laughs> just kind of goofy, fun, slightly annoying. Yeah, pretty much the same as on air, I think. that's Perfect. All right. Well, I, I appreciate you finally coming on. And uh, good luck this season. Obviously, we'll all be watching and listening. Jim Nance, number one team on CBS. Chiefs Browns week one. Chiefs Browns going to be a good one. Should be a good one. Yeah. And obviously, Tony would like you to get remotivated for the season. Remotivated. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate it. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. All right, joining me now for the weekly train of thought segment. It's been a big hit here on the SI Media Podcast from WFAN and SNY in New York. Sal Cata. Sal, how are you? Unbelievable that we are about to talk some week one freaking football. I cannot believe. By the way, you coming over Sunday or what you do? You want to get set we'll see. on your own on week one? Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I got to I got to get all the illegal streams <laughs> ready to go in week one for the season. So week one, I need to be home. I just checked. Uh, I made sure my direct TV sign in was up to date. They refresh the app. I'm all good. Should be ready to don't, go test. Everything don't get out. don't don't get me started on a direct TV rant. It's a good week. It's a happy week. Let's not go there. Let's not go there thank god for illegal streams um 
So we're not going to do like the traditional, like, you know, go through some topics here, but we're going to, we're going to make this a, a different train of thoughts just for this week. I told you last week, if you leave some reviews on Apple, I'll read them out loud here on the podcast. So we're going to read some reviews that came in and then we're going to go through the NFL win totals here and pick over unders. And then we're going to give us, we're going to give you three best bets. We're going to do picks every week, but for setting up week one, we'll do over unders. I have to say, I always do pretty well with the NFL over-unders, so I'm excited about this. I have five, um, and we'll do NFL picks for week one, and then next week we'll go back to sort of the traditional train of thought segment, and then we'll, we'll also just give you picks at the end. But this week we'll go a little more in-depth since it's week one in the NFL. All right. Um, let me read you some reviews. Oh, so let me just set this up. It's very important Apparently, if you leave reviews on Apple, it helps with the ratings and all this stuff. So if you can leave a review on Apple for the podcast, I will be happy to read it on the podcast. Give you a shout out. You have to give like four or five stars. I'm not going to read a one star review unless it's really funny. If you get creative on a one star, you know, maybe I'll read it. Um, But our movie topic last week where we revealed what movies we didn't see, that generated a lot of hatred for us. But oh. You know, okay, great. Life happens. All right, let me read the first review. I, I can't read the person's name. It's, I don't know what this, I don't know that I can't, Tifi Cleave, I don't know, it, maybe it's like a setup to say something dirty, so I'm not going to read it, but <laughs> this person says, I have listened to the podcast off and on for years, depending on guests, but I still do, but I do like the addition of Sal. Still can't believe that Sal has never seen Pulp Fiction or the fact that Jimmy watched it but didn't watch Reservoir Dogs. Keep up, keep up the pop culture as well as the sports. Let's go Mets. All right, so there if, you go. I don't know if you left that. A family member of yours I left did, that. I but, did not. I did not right, leave so that. So they like the addition of Sal. They like the pop culture. I probably should leave one, though. Hey, that guy Sal's great. More of him. I have no pop culture now because it's all football, but we'll, we'll try right. to still do pop culture. Uh, M. Silver is 1979. I really enjoy the show as a sports media nerd myself. Don't always listen to the interview if I'm not interested in the guest, but I never miss the trainer thoughts segment with Sal Licata. So this is a Chris Russo <laughs> fan here. I'm still holding out hope that we can get a Sour Shoes spot. It would be epic. Keep up the A-plus work. Oh, so great idea. Sour Shoes, for people maybe who don't know around the country, is a prank caller, genius, um, little off to say the least, who calls like Howard Stern and, all, and WFAN in New York and is a genius with imitations. So many years ago, my producer was Lou Pellegrino who knew Sour Shoes and we tried to get him on, but he's impossible to corral. You just can't do it. He's To say like Sour Shoes, call in at two o'clock or I'm going to call you at three o'clock. Like he doesn't work that way. So it's very hard to get him on. You'll, you'll like this one. I was doing an overnight uh, a few weeks back and one of the producers who was just starting out calls me, you know, speaks to me in my headset. He's like, Sal, is somebody in line that says they're Francesca and they want to come on the air? It was like, it was like three or four in the morning. I was like, it's not Francesca. It's Sal. Somehow we get the hotline number. Right. He calls it as Mike. He completely duped. Sound just like him. He completely duped the producer. I was like, no, it's not him. Yeah. The guy is the guy is a genius. That's all there is to it. Um, Dan Carrado, Jimmy, it's Dan. Mr. Marshan is here. Sal is dead. Call me back. It's a Seinfeld. <laughs> we like it. Good job with that one. Any Seinfeld reference will get read. I love that. J Rich 731. A more Sopranos talk. The movie's October 1st. You are, will you go to the movies to see it? 
You know what's weird? I want to actually talk to you about that because I keep seeing it come up in my Twitter feed and I feel like oh, it must be getting close. I didn't know that it was that soon. Yes, 100%. Unless I get downloaded I, on HBO I, Max or whatever, I'm, I'm going to go see it. I want to see that. No, it, it, will be, it will be on HBO Max as well. Right away? Yes, I believe so. I'm then gonna I'm not going to go to the movies for it. If I don't have to go to now, the movies, what, Now, tell me why not. I mean, if I don't have to go to the movies, why would I? The Many Saints of Newark, October 1st, 2021. Here's why you're giving me a bad take. If you if if there's a movie that you really want, when I say you, I don't mean you specifically. Yeah, yeah. I mean the general you. If there's a movie that you really, really want to see. I'm not talking about a fringe. I'm talking about something you really want to see. I think you need the movie experience, not the sit-at-home experience where you'll be on your phone, your baby's going to be crying, your wow. dog's going to be barking. <laughs> Can you not go to the movies because you have a newborn? Is that an issue? But October 1st. No, two things. Number one, if the movie, if it were in the theaters a day, two days, a week before it came out on TV, I'd go see it because I want to see that ASAP. The one reason why, if it's going to be out the same date, why I would prefer to stay at home, I've never watched one episode of The Sopranos in the theater. So to me, that's not a movie theater movie. So, so it's not a Marvel movie or, or whatever. You know, I don't feel like I need to go to the theater to get the full experience for that. Now, here's something I'm going to have to read when we're done. I, this, we didn't prepare this, so I would have read it if I knew it ahead of time. But I'm just scrolling through here because I had Googled it to make sure the date was October 1st. And it is. And I see a headline here from Digital Spy four hours ago. The Sopranos David Chase is, quote, extremely angry, end quote, about the Many Saints of Newark HBO Max release. So I guess David Chase doesn't want it on HBO Max at the same time it's in the theater. Right. Because nobody's going to go to the theater. The majority of people will not go to the theater to see it if you could watch it at home. I would assume COVID's a factor in this. If there's no COVID, I'm sure they'd put it in the theaters and make you wait on HBO Max. It's not for me. But don't you feel like, I mean, I I don't feel like this is a true movie because it's a Sopranos thing. It's it's an extension of the TV series that we watched. Yeah, well, whatever, right? A prequel of the series that we watched for years. So I'm not looking at it like, oh, I have to go to the theaters for this. And I love going to the movie theaters. I love the popcorn. I love the smell. I love all of it, the whole experience. But if I could watch it in the confines of my own home on the couch, it makes my life a lot easier. It says it will be released October 1st in cinemas and on HBO Max. Yeah, I mean... And I don't blame... I mean, it's a... I get where David Chase is coming from. I have to assume they're doing this because a lot of people maybe still not comfortable going to the movie theater and they want as many people to now, see it as possible. Now, my question, though, would be is how do they judge that? Because clearly box office sales would be impacted by people who have HBO. So you may see subscriptions go up or you may know how many well, people no, have no, HBO. Right. The planet HBO wants people to subscribe to HBO Max. That's what their play is here, which right. I get. Yeah. All right. But you will. But October first, you will get that on HBO Max. Or I mean, you, what day of the week is it? If it's if I, I want to have a date night with my wife, potentially that's a little different. Have my mom babysit and and go experience it. Otherwise, though, I mean, I, I don't. I don't have this burning desire to see this movie. I just. I know you. You said that weird. last time when we talked about it, which I'm confused about. Why not? I don't know. I don't well, know. Do you, how many times it's, you, you, you watch The Sopranos? Watch five times. Right, but no one in The Sopranos is in the movie. No one. No one. Right. I, I still am anyway. Let, let's read the next review from car underscore one. I'm a new subscriber. That's what I need to hear right there. That's what I need. I'm a new subscriber and have enjoyed the episodes I've listened to so far. Good guests and conversations. Hearing that you've managed to piss off Trump supporters makes it more likely <laughs> I'll keep listening, not less. <laughs> um, 
Oh, wait, you know, the last review, I didn't finish reading it from J. Rich 731. So it was A, more Sopranos talk, B, more anti-Trump comments, C, what's up, Marshan? I get, people want Marshan and they want me to bash Trump. But Trump's not the president, so who cares anymore? All right. Uh, Maca, three, Maca, not MAGA, M-A-C-K-A, 3527. Jimmy is funny, gets great guests, and doesn't take himself too seriously. Excellent. Listen, question for Jimmy and Sal. We got another Sal. Was the Kane guy this week the worst picker ever on game day? Saying he had no energy would be too kind. Great to have football and fans back, though. I'll hang up and listen. Maca in Northern California. Now, I don't, did you see game day this? I, I did not. Now, normally okay. I love that show, but Saturdays for me are rough right now. Okay, so my buddy Dan, I mentioned him last week, Diesel, who does the college football mm-hmm. pool. Diesel came over Saturday to watch college football for a few hours. We both love Corso. Yeah. We both love when he puts on the head and makes the, the prediction and everyone goes, it's the one of the best things still, one okay. of the best segments. And if you don't like Corso, this other one. All right. So he gets over, we put on game day and they're doing the picks. And Dan turns to me and he says, who is this guy? And I say, I have no idea. So I can't answer your question, Maka, because I don't know who the guy was. Kane? I really don't. I I, not Kane from WWE, so I don't right. know. I don't know what. So I, I I watched it for. I said I don't know who this is, so I stopped watching it and we started talking. Hey, so All it right. couldn't have been that good, whoever it was. If I don't know you, I'm not really interested in your picks. <laughs> I'm barely interested if I do know you're in your picks. It's all guessing. <laughs> like ours are going to be all. You should be interested in our picks either. That coming up. All right. All right. <laughs> We've got here a Stoli who titles his review, Spoiler Alert, Wrestling Isn't Real. Thanks for breaking the news. I had no idea. Yes, it's true. I learned this the hard way when I was around 11. It's fake. No disrespect <laughs> to Roman Reigns, but I'd rather listen to ads for Roman. Huge fan of appearances by Andrew Marshan, John O'Reilly, and Jim Miller, and of course, the new Train of Thought segment with Sal. More of that Schrager, too. So we got a lot here. Another review that could have been written by you. <laughs> I did not, no. Loves the new train of thought. This guy wants Schrager. Here's the thing. This guy wants Schrager, Marshan, O'Ranger, Miller. Those guys are on all the time. I was just going to say, don't They're you have all them the on time. Every, yes. every couple weeks, right? Yeah. yeah. They'll be on again. And yeah, the wrestling is going to keep happening. Sorry. Steve from Buffalo. Jimmy does some great interviews, but they are really conversations. Thank you. That's the goal here. Anytime Mad Dog is on, it's a must listen. The new train of thought segment is a hit. Jimmy is a new Jimmy is New York. He sounds like a New Yorker is in your face like a New Yorker and wears it on his sleeve like a New Yorker. Some of his opinions aren't my own, but I do my best to stay out of a personal echo chamber. And he presents his opinions passionately. Sports media podcasts like this one, Deitches and the Sportscasters should be the heartbeat of every good sports fans podcast feed. That's a great Very nice. Review. Appreciate yeah. that. This one is a good one right here from Chad W. 1988. Jimmy really said he won't watch Saving Private Ryan or Jaws because they aren't relatable after talking about how excited he was to watch a 6'9 former NBA player have a 48-hour party in Las Vegas with Carmen Electra. (laughs) Remarkable levels of irony here. Been a regular listener for a couple of years now and love this podcast. That's great. So this person also um, tweeted me this comment. And as I said to him, I've been to Vegas. I've never been to war. So that's why I will watch. Well, that, that's why I will watch the Dennis Rodman story and not Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, right. You could relate. All right. We've got uh, B-I-J-R-D. Don't know how to say that. Enjoy tawdry gossip about ESPN corporate politics and NBA ratings, but think too highly of yourself to read semi-tabloid sports website. Then this pod is for you. And I say that as a compliment. Great pod. Love Sal and Jimmy. 
Sal's a big hit. I Sal love is it. a big hit. Man of the people. No, I love the positive feedback. It's great. It's fun. You and I just, we do this on the phone, through text, out at Maureen's on Long Island. I mean, we've done this for years just talking, so it's nice to be able to do it and other people can listen in. This one here, last one from this week, Deep ETX. Love all the guests. Hate Trump and MMA. Don't like wrestling, but it's your show. Okay. <laughs> That's what I like. Yes, it's my show. I'm going to do what I want. And it's not like and... you over, you don't overkill with the wrestling stuff. No, I, mean... I, I uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I really only had like the big guests. You know, I've had Roman on, mm-hmm. Cena, Seth Rollins. You're going to get CM Punk anytime soon? I know I you've have, been making the rounds. I w- I'm going to try to get Daniel Bryan, but oh, I'm sure okay. he's going to do a million shows too. All right. So those are the reviews. Send more in. Keep them coming. And um, especially Sal, the nice ones. Yeah. Sal, you keep sending the ones in that you've been sending. <laughs> and we'll read them next week as well. Jimmy Kimmel on the podcast next week, by the way, because he's going to be he's a producer on the Mets 30 for 30 doc that's coming. Can't out. wait to watch. That. Are you now? OK, so now it's two parts, you know, two episodes each night. I saw well, is so it you, Friday, Saturday or Saturday or whatever it is. But the I saw 14th, Tuesday, no, Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday. Okay. Wednesday. I know, Sal's a diehard Mets fan. So I would assume you're and, all fired up for an 86 Mets. Oh, 30 yeah. For not, 30. not only diehard Mets fan, like I don't really care about the current team the way that I, I mean, 86. That's my team. You was a Yankee fan. You have endless teams you can look back for for me. But that's it since I was six, seven years old. So I can't get enough of them. Right. All right. So Jimmy will be on to talk about that 30 for 30 next week. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans... Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. All right. NFL team totals. I usually do pretty good with these. I'm going to give you, I have five. How many do you have? I mean, I, I didn't know how many we were going to do. I wrote down however many you six. want. Whatever, six. Well, I wrote down six. I don't have to go give them all. 
Spoken like a true degenerate. Six. And I didn't I know five. if you were going to do, you know, I don't want to pick the same ones as you, so I'll wait. Well, no, we can. No, 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 no. You, if we have the same ones, I want you to pick it. The whole okay. point is to give people what you like. Don't worry about what I, it's, if we both like it, that could maybe okay. say something here. All right. So I have five. I'm going to read them all. I'm going to give them to you all at once. Cause like the reviewer said, it's my show. So okay. I can do what I want. <laughs> Uh, I, have, I have three. Well, here's what we'll do. I have three overs and two unders. We'll do the overs first. I'll okay. give you my overs. Then you give me your overs. Okay. The first one is over 12 for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I learned my lesson last year. I don't want to use the word doubting because I didn't doubt Tom Brady. But I thought the Chiefs would roll because they were the Chiefs. I took Brady for granted. I didn't disrespect him. I took him a little bit for granted. I think they're going to be better this year. I mean, you now have a whole year of him with that offense, with those players learning everything. He's not slowing down. I love over. I don't I like over 12 Tampa Bay a lot. These two, I love green Bay over 10. You're going to tell me the Packers can't go 11. I mean, you have to remember the 17 games this season, which keeps throwing me off. Yeah, I know the Packers can't go 11 and six with Rodgers more motivated than ever because this is going to be his last year in Green Bay. Uh, that one there to me. And their schedule, from what I saw, is fairly... You know, listen, they get two games against Detroit, which helps. Two games against Chicago, which helps. They have a road... Their road game is at Cincinnati, um, which is not tough. At Arizona, not that tough. So I think that's an easy over. And then the one, this is the one over under I like the most by far and away is the Steelers over eight and a half. I think TJ Watt back in the fold that came down Wednesday. Obviously that's huge. I love drafting Harris at running back. I think Roethlisberger, they said he's in great shape, finally trimmed down. So that I, I cannot understand how, you just need nine wins from the Steelers, who now their schedule here. They have home games, the Steelers, against the Raiders, Bengals, Broncos, Seahawks is tough, Bears, Lions. One, two, three, four, five, six. They should go five and one in those games. And then they their road games at Cincinnati, at Minnesota, and they have a home game. That is not a brutal schedule at all to get nine wins. I, I to me, that's my biggest lock by far. So my three overs are the Bucks over 12. Packers over 10, Steelers over eight and a half. What are the Salicata overs? So I'm with you on the Packers. I mean, that, that to me is a lock. And the only question I would have, and I, we didn't go over the, you know, what the VIG is. What is it? Minus 180, whatever. So, you know, to make up for that, if you ever lose the Packers one, that's kind of a two for one. So that's where it could be shaky, but there's no chance. I mean, knock on wood, even if Rodgers gets hurt with the extra game in that division, they should be able to win close to 10 games. So I'm, I'm taking the Packers over. Let me, and let me just give the listeners advice. If me and Sal both like it, bet <laughs> the, the Packer on them. Go ahead. What's your next <laughs> it's over? It's a lot to go the other way. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the Giants over. I, I guess nationally they're not getting any – and I'm not a Giants fan by any stretch, but I do love the coach, Joe Judge. They won six games last year, and they weren't good – at all. They added the number, a playmaker. The number is seven? I have it at seven, yeah. Seven, yeah. Now, right. now remember, as you said, there's an extra game here. So how, how are the Giants, who won six last year in a bad year for them, they're year two under Joe Judge, make or break year for the quarterback. And I don't even love the quarterback, but they add Galladay. They get Barkley back healthy. Their defense was good last year. Their division stinks. I would be shocked, and it would be a major disappointment 
if they don't win at least nine, 10 games. So I'm going to go over the Giants seven as well. I have two more overs. One, the Colts, which is pretty high at nine, but I'm a believer. I, I hate even to say this. I'm a believer in the way the Colts play. They built their team inside out, which I love in the trenches. And now I think that they have the quarterback position at least significantly upgraded from what we saw in the last couple of years. I think Wentz, if he could stay healthy, and it sounds like he's going to be able to play to start the season under Frank Reich, I think he's going to take that team to another level. Plus, their division stinks as well. I'm not as high on the Titans as everybody else is. The Jaguars, the Texans are awful. So give me the, you know, the extra game. Give me the Colts over nine. And then I'm going with the Patriots. Pats over nine and a half all day long. I love the talent that they brought in. Mac Jones, clearly a quarterback who's going to be helped out by Belichick. He knows what he needs in a quarterback. Mac Jones is it. They have the weapons. They have the greatest head coach of all time. Patriots, to me, with the extra game, they should be able to win. It might be close, but I'm going to bet on uh, Belichick knowing what he's doing and bouncing back in a big way, even in a bad year. They're going to win eight, nine games. So give me the Patriots over. So Packers over 10. Giants over seven, Colts over nine, Pats over nine and a half. There were two overs I toyed with that I ended up not. I Over eight and a half for Washington with Fitzpatrick there and that good defense in a bad division. Right. I, I don't know why I, I exited out. Maybe I went through their schedule or something, but I I think Washington's an interesting thing over. And I had the Patriots written down and then crossed it out. The only thing that scared me off, I think Belichick is the greatest coach ever, he as good as he's been and as good as he will be, and I think he's going to be great. He is a rookie quarterback. You got to figure there's going to be some bumps in the road. The and the thing, division's but, brutal. Uh, the division, yeah. I mean, well, the easy. Jets are a threat, but they're they're better. The Bills obviously are great. Miami is, you know, yeah. if Tua takes the next step, they could be dangerous. Well, we'll get to all that with unders. I got two unders for you. I have under nine and a half for Miami. Okay. I don't. I love their coach. I don't love Tua. I don't think they added enough in the off season. And the fact that there's been so much public speculation about Tua and trading Tua to Sean Watson, I think that tells you a lot. I think that tells you a lot. And uh, I, I think, you know, they have, they play Buffalo twice, New England twice. They have road games at Tampa, at New Orleans, at Tennessee. Tough schedule. Don't love the quarterback. I'm a, you know, I'm a big believer in these over-unders, you know, with the quarterbacks. That's why, I've, you know, mm-hmm. Tampa, Green Bay, Pittsburgh overs. Um, and, I, you know, they didn't add an immense amount of talent in the offseason. I think they added one good receiver and I don't know. I don't, I didn't, I thought they'd have a much more, I thought they'd add a lot more offense. They did not. My other under is the Raiders under seven. I just think they stink. Gruden has not done anything there. Carr. I, I don't see them getting to eight and nine, especially the Chiefs and Chargers. They that could easily, easily be an 0 and four. Broncos will be better with Bridgewater. Brutal division for the Raiders. I I like the under seven there. I don't think that team is I think this is it for Gruden after this year. Interesting. How many how many unders you got? I get two. I consider taking the Raiders over just because I'm a sucker for the old school head coach. At some point, I feel like he's going to turn around, but it's it's two. That number is pretty. If it were six, six and a half, I would have won over. But seven, I'm like, like you said, good, tough division. And who knows? I'm going head to head with you on one of them. I'm going to go Bucks under. 12 is a high number. I'm with you last year. I'm doubling down. 
I'm a big believer in, okay, well, I thought it was going to happen last year. It didn't. They made me look foolish. I'm going to double down and say they can't do it again. It's not anti-Brady. You'd be a moron to be anti-Brady. It's everything else. I don't trust Arians. You know, maybe the Super Bowl hangover. Um, I do think Atlanta will be a little bit better. Who knows what you're going to get from New Orleans or Carolina. But just in general, tough schedule. A lot to ask. Oh, that's a high number. Even with the I just extra- see, I I don't think there can be a Super Bowl hangover if he's the quarterback. Yeah, that's he's not going to allow it. He's not yeah. going to allow it. That's fair. And look, but but to beat me, they got to win 13 games. Even with the extra game, that is a lot. And remember, the Bucks were not that good last year until the end of the season when they started running the ball and playing terrific defense. So I don't think they're going to be awful. You can't pick the Bucks to miss the playoffs. But that's a high number, and it's more about me and my principal. I thought they were going to be bad last year. I'm going to double down one more year, and if they beat me, tip my cap again. I'm going to go under what I think is a high number. The other one, and I've hated this team since they made the hire with Kingsbury. I'm going under eight and a half for the Cardinals. Watt is finished. They could bring in all these finished wide receivers all they want. Not that Hopkins is finished, but they. I, I hate their style of play. I hate it. I can't watch the go. The up and down, they're, they're, they lack discipline. They, there's no ball control whatsoever. It's just freestyle, throw it, let loose out there. I can't stand the coach. I like the quarterback, Kyler Murray, but even he, I, I just don't trust him enough. In that division as well, where I love Seattle, I absolutely love the Rams. The Niners should be better now that they're healthier. That is a goal. That, that's, I mean, for them in that division, that's an impossibility. So eight and eight and a half is, even if they win eight games, that would be a tremendous accomplishment. I'm going under cards, eight and a half. I, I did debate that one, the under on that. I think that's a good pick right there. All right. So my unders are the under nine and a half Miami, under seven Raiders, Sells, unders, under on Arizona, under on the Bucks. And what was your other under? That was it, just two. Bucks oh, and two. Cards. Okay. All right. Um, we're also we're gonna we'll do a quick prediction here. AFC title game, NFC title game. These are do so you, tough. I, it, it was tough. This was tougher than anything, you know, harder than over unders and, and finding three bets for this week. But give me your AFC title game and NFC title game. Uh, I'll I'll give you the NFC. I have I have it down to three teams. But I'll, I mean, obviously, I got to give you two here, and I hate picking chalk. But I'll I'll just I mean I'll give you Packers and Rams. I'll go Packers Rams NFC Championship. Cowboys would have been my third team in there, figuring they have an easier division. Maybe they win a playoff game and, and see how it breaks. But I'll go Packers Rams in the NFC Championship game. AFC I think is much more difficult. I'm not going to go Chiefs just for the sake of it's so obvious and everybody's going to be picking the Chiefs, and and I get why. I mean they should go back to another Super Bowl. I'll go different. I'll go Bills, Colts in the AFC Championship game. And now it's going to take a lot to knock the Chiefs off. I understand that. But I'll go Bill just to be a little different. Bills, Colts, AFC, and the Packers, Rams, NFC. And what's your Super Bowl matchup? I'm going to go Packers and Bills. And then your Super Bowl winner? Packers. Interesting. Now, truth be told for some reason every year I pick the Yankees to win the World Series and as as long as Aaron Rodgers has been there I pick the Packers to win the Super Bowl and I mean at some right point once. yeah at some point it's going to happen uh, again you would think if not now it's never going to happen so I'll go one more time to the well Packers over the Bills in the Super Bowl I am amazed by the love for the Rams from the entire nation basically I don't oh, I you like don't Stafford Matt, no here's okay. my thing with Stafford if you throw for 350 yards and you throw these crazy passes and you have this bionic arm 
But then you throw the interception in the fourth quarter with five minutes left. I don't like you as a quarterback. And to me, that's now you're going to say, well, he was with the Detroit, never had any talent, this and that. I don't, I don't love the Rams team. I just don't. Um, but their defense uh, to me is what why I would pick them. I'm kind of with you on Stafford. I think he's overrated, but I just like their defense. Clearly, I'm set up to be wrong because everyone loves the Rams. All right, I am going. See, I'm the opposite of you. Like you don't like to go chalk. You don't like to make do. It's obvious. I want to get it right. That's right. my goal. Get it right. So I have a Bucks Packers repeat NFC title game. I okay. think I don't I like I just gave you why I don't like the Rams. I don't think Dallas is getting there. The Niners with Jimmy G, I can't trust them. Right. I don't think Washington's ready to make that leap. Seattle's got major issues on defense. So I'm going Green Bay, Tampa Bay. And then in the AFC title game, I'm gonna go Chiefs Browns. Interesting. Okay. And, and a lot of people go, high on Cleveland. I, that I can't. I mean, they're good, but you think they can Beckham, win it? I think you get Beckham back is going to be a huge help for them. Their defense, Miles Garrett, poised for you a like huge Baker? season. I like the coach. I love Baker. Okay. I think Baker's a winner. So I like Cleveland, KC. And then in the Super Bowl, I'm going with the repeat of KC, Tampa Bay. And I think KC then gets it this year. Okay. I think it's. I think they're loaded. I think they're really loaded. I think losing will be a motivating factor for them for this year. All right. Now we'll do this every week. Week one picks. Now I, I'm going to say this right off the bat. I don't like doing this on a Wednesday because I changed I my it. mind. Yeah. I mean, I like to make my picks Sunday at about 11 a.m. Oh, agreed. I was just saying last night on my radio show on the overnight. Hey, I don't know if I want to give picks because I have to give them out on Friday and I, I on Sunday morning I go with my gut. I mean, it, right. it literally could be down to the minute. Like you know what, I'm going with this team here. So Friday, Wednesday, it always changes the actual plays that I make come Sunday morning. I'm with you. Now, having said that, I also I've said this before on other uh, throughout the years here. I if I I hate betting week one. I don't like to. I, I go I go very very light week one because. I want to see what's going on first before I make any kind of judgments here. But Especially with the lack of preseason. I kind of agree with you. But I will say this. I did find three games I actually like a lot. I found three games I like a lot. How many games do you have? We're going to do three each. We're always going to do yeah, three. Yeah, I'll, give you three. I'll okay. give you three. All right. So because I went first with the over-unders, I'm not a total monster, even though it's my podcast. I'll let you give me your three picks first for week one in the NFL. <sighs> I'm going to go... I'm going to go Dallas plus eight. Let's get it started on Thursday night. Why not have some fun, have some action there. I it is a you, high I think, line. Yeah, I think that's a big number. And I think Dallas can be one of the teams that surprises. Now, I don't like McCarthy, and I hate their defense. I don't think Dan Quinn is going to do anything special with that defense. However, their offense is so freaking good. If Dak is healthy and they're on, I'm not saying they're going to win the game. But if I, I expect the Bucks to be down a little bit, Cowboys to be up a little bit, they should cover that eight. So that's pick number one. Dallas plus the eight gets us started tomorrow night or Thursday night. I'm going to go with the Falcons minus three at home. Now, you know the Falcons are my team. Uh, that doesn't mean that's not why I'm picking them here. It's just they're at home against the Eagles. If there was ever a game that they had to win, you know, they do have Matt Ryan who's a veteran quarterback, and I couldn't love him anymore. I think they're going to try to run the football more this year. At home, they're usually a safer bet, even in bad years. The Eagles stink. I'd be shocked if the Eagles did anything worthy uh, this year whatsoever. 
Now, maybe it's a push. Maybe they win by one or two. That would scare me. But I think the Falcons win the game. So, therefore, I'm going to take them minus three. For my third I need pick, to, I need to, I need to throw in one sports media note about that game. That yeah. will be the first game that Burkhart and Greg Olson do together. I'm going to, I want to, I'm going to watch a lot of that game because I want because that's the number two team for Fox. It's a big job right there for Greg Olson, first year in the booth with Burkhart. So that's that, a number they, two. That's a number two team, and they're on that game. Yeah, because Fox doesn't have a great schedule. It's a much better. Uh, AFC schedule with Miami and New England, Cleveland, Kansas City. Uh, they lost, you know, Fox lost the Bucks and Cowboys to Thursday night. So that actually is the second best because Buckin and uh, Aikman will be with Green Bay, New Orleans. So Burkhart, Greg Olson on Atlanta, Philly. All right. Third I got to tell you one thing before yeah. I give you my third pick because you're just talking yeah. about the different weeks here in week one. My wife just booked a party for the baby, a baby blessing. Sunday, October 10th. I was like, I'll give I'll give you my RSVP right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, come on. There were two dates. It could have been October 2nd, a Saturday. I said, yes, Saturday. Do it Saturday. But then her family couldn't make it. I was like, what? And that happens I'll, to be the week where the Jets play the Falcons in London at 930. So I said, okay, I'll watch the Jets Falcons at 930. You want to schedule it for one between one and four, and then I get set for Giants Cowboys at four. Anyway, three, three three things. One, I wish you would have dropped this bomb on me sooner because we, we could spend a whole segment on this next week. Two, sorry, yeah. we'll talk. We have to talk about this off the air, and then three, take my RSVP card. Just check the no box, you know, and save the stamp. Yeah, All don't right. even invite. I know. Well, you could actually come just hang out and watch the football downstairs. All right, third um, pick. So I'm torn between I'm torn between the Jets and the Giants here. I'm gonna go Jets plus five on the road in Carolina. Everybody's making such a big deal of Sam Darnold as if we're gonna see some kind of new quarterback. Sam Darnold stinks. I know it wasn't all his fault. He's horrible. And I think the Jets are gonna be better. And I think you're gonna see a much better effort. Not that they're gonna win the game outright, although I wouldn't be shocked if they do. But I like their offense. The Jets will be much better offensively this year than they will be defensively. And I think the idea of, oh, same old Jets going and getting embarrassed by Robbie Anderson and Sam Darnold, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they'll run the football behind their big offensive line. Wilson will be able to make some plays. I love Eli Moore. Jets will score points. They will at least cover the five on the road in Carolina. So Dallas plus eight, Falcons minus three, Jets plus five. So I also have the Jets plus five. You wow. think the offense? You think the offense is going to be better? I think the defense will be better under Robert Sala. Like you, I don't think Sam Darnold is a good quarterback. I think Matt Rule has a lot of issues. Players coming out, we never practice. We never practice two point conversions. I think, or we never practice the two minute drill, which is bizarre. And I think five is high. And when Tony Romo, the guest on this episode of the SI Media Podcast, says. He loves Zach Wilson, and Zach Wilson's a game changer, and Zach Wilson's going to be a big time quarterback. I'm going to listen to Tony. I, you know, I'm not going to expe- expect the Jets to win outright, but I will gladly take five points with the Jets. So, if you're listening again, bet Carolina minus five, and you should be making <laughs> some money. My other two picks: Patriots minus three against the Dolphins. I think Bill Belichick off all off season to prepare for Tua will have a game plan ready to go. The Dolphins always give the Patriots fits, especially in New England. I don't think now you have a rookie quarterback. I think Belichick's going to have him ready to go. It's going to change now. I think the 
after last season, Belichick is going to be on a mission this year. You're only laying three at home. So I do like the Patriots there. And then the last one, under 45 and a half, Jaguars at Texans. Tyrod Taylor is the starting quarterback for the Texans. Lawrence, a rookie. Um, you know, maybe there's a little bit of a learning. You know, he doesn't have the the running back they drafted from Clemson. I still don't think the Jaguars have much talent. Urban Meyer, first NFL game. I don't, I could see this, you know, this is a 17-10, 20-17 type of game. 45 and a half, I think, is very high for two teams that really, I don't see what they have on offense that would make a, Make you go over here. So those are my picks. Patriots minus three, Jets plus five, under 45, Jaguars, and Texans. All right. Are you keeping – Who's are we keeping I'll records keep, here? I'm the okay. host. I'll keep track. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. I can't make you do work. All right. That will uh, do it for this train of thoughts. We'll go back to the regular format next week. Enjoy week one of the NFL. And, Sal, we will uh, see you next week. Good luck with the wagers. Thank you. You as well. I, I can't wait for the text when the Jets are losing. and <laughs> You know 20, that's going to happen. By 20 in the fourth <laughs> quarter. All right. Take it easy. All right. My thanks to Tony Romo and Salicata for the Train of Thoughts segment. We will see you uh, next week here on the SI Media Podcast with Jimmy Kimmel. So uh, subscribe to the pod. You can get that delivered right to wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe. And uh, also, if you want to review and uh, I'll read it next week on the pod as I did this week as well. In past episodes, I'll just run down some of the great guests we've had recently. Nate Burleson, James Andrew Miller, Joe Buck, Roman Reigns, Chris Russo, Ian Eagle, Brian Curtis from The Ringer. Check them all out in the archives. Subscribe and review. All right. We'll see you next week right here on the SI Media Podcast. Stay safe and take care. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council.